The Radio Memories Network is brought to you in part by Liberated Syndication, podcast publishing made easy, Libsyn.com. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com. Yesterday USA, Superstation. The Radio Memories Network welcomes you to the programs of the Yesterday USA Superstation, now available as podcasts. Sit back, close your eyes, and remember. Hi, old-time radio lovers. This is Bob Camardell, your host at Boxcar 7-Eleven Old-Time Radio Pod. Glad to be with you for a moment or two on this great network program. My reason for being here is to make an appeal to you, the listening audience, to help support this great programming, to make a donation of a dollar or two a month to the Radio Memories Network. And it's not to my show. It's not the Boxcar 7-Eleven Old-Time Radio Pod. I'm not asking for that. I'm asking you to support the network itself that offers so much more than my show. Great programming like The Jazz Affair, Big Band Serenade, Yesterday USA, The Radio Detective Story Out, Just Old Time Radio, and Sci-Fi Friday, just to name a few. You can search the internet far and wide and you may be able to accumulate some of these programs, but you're never going to find anything as unique as the Radio Memories Network, all under one roof and no cost to you. Now it's fundraising time and I'm asking the listeners to these superb old-time radio programs to do their share, a dollar or two, the cost of a soda, will help to defer the cost of bandwidth and the cost of putting these programs together for your listening enjoyment. If you make your contributions, ask your questions and suggestion comments by contacting directly Mr. Dennis Humphrey at Radio Memories, that's one word, Radio Memories at gmail.com. Please don't put it off till tomorrow. The network is in financial need, and to lose Radio Memories Network would be a big loss to all of us. Again, that email address, Radio Memories, one word, at gmail.com. I want to thank you in advance, and now let's get on with this outstanding program. You know what that music say? Yes, sir, Amos, that music say, Good health to all from Rexall. The Amos and Andy Show with Ernestine Wade, Lou Lubin, Johnny Lee, John Brown, Will Wright, Leo Cleary, Jeff Alexander's music, and radio's all-time favorites, Amos and Andy. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Amos. But when I change my voice from Amos to my own natural voice, my name is Freeman Gosden. My partner, Charlie Carell, and I want to thank you for the many wonderful letters you've sent us, telling us how you've gotten acquainted with your Rexall family druggist in your town or neighborhood. 
We are very grateful that you've done this, and we hope that you'll continue to do your shopping in a Rexall drugstore. And the reason we feel that way is because we know that you can depend on any drug product that bears the name Rexall. Everything is peaceful in the home of George Kingfish Stevens. His mother-in-law and brother-in-law have moved out, and it looks like a nice, quiet spring. He's just settled back in his easy chair, and his wife, Sapphire, has just entered, wearing a printed blouse and a wide, sweeping peasant skirt, and twirls around the living room. Holy mackerel, what was that? <laughs> I was thinking, George. Oh, I thought the cat fell into the Bendix again. <laughs> Don't you knock my singing, you nincompoop. <laughs> well, ain't you gonna say nothing about my new dress? Um, yeah, I've been looking at it, but I've been trying to think of something to say that won't jeopardize my front teeth. <laughs> <laughs> George, this happens to be a peasant dress. The kind the gypsies wore. Well, if the gypsies wore them things, no wonder they had to keep moving. <laughs> what y'all dressed up like that for anyway? George, this Saturday is the day of the annual picnic for the lodge members and the women's auxiliary. Oh, the Tomein Festival has come around again. <laughs> yeah, what a clam bake that was last year. Oh, it wasn't so bad, George. We had a lot of fun playing games. Yeah, I remember young Widow Jackson won the 100-yard dash. I never seen a gal run that fast in my life. You know, it wasn't until later that we found out that Andy was chasing her. I, <laughs> I thought after last year they'd call off future hostilities with that thing. Oh, of course not, George. It's all set for this Saturday. This Saturday? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, where are we going to get the money? Why, from the Lodge Hall Picnic Fund. Picnic Fund? Why, yes, George. Last January, the members collected $380. You took it down and put it in the bank. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did put it in there, didn't I? Yeah. The members are really looking forward to it, and it's wonderful knowing we got that $380 down there in the bank. Why, George, just think what it would be like if we didn't have the money there. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking, though. <laughs> Come on into the office, Brother Ender. Uh, good morning, Kingfish. Uh, I've been out shopping. I'm uh, getting all set for the picnic on Saturday. Mm, yeah. What you got there in the box under your arm? Got a pair of track shoes. I'm getting a flying start on that Widow Jackson this year. <laughs> uh, well, listen, Ender, about the picnic, uh, there's something that oh, I think... Oh, uh, boy. You know, I'm really looking forward to that picnic. The baseball game, the gals, the bathing beach. Oh, I tell you, Kingfish, between swimming, sliding, and smooching, I'm going to have a busy day, believe me. <laughs> I suppose you got everything all laid out for the picnic. Well, it all depends on what you mean by laid out. If you was using it in the funeral sense, I think you hit it on the head. <laughs> what are you talking about, Kingfish? I don't like the look on your fizzy mugnamy. <laughs> uh, sit down, my lifelong friend. Uh, my understanding old pal, dear friend who realizes that in 
Every man, along with the noble and good and the pure, there's also a generous helping of dirty dog. <laughs> Kingfish, you done spent that picnic money. No, 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 I ain't. Now, wait a minute now. Last January, I done hid the money in a good, safe place. Oh, well, that's different. Ha, ha, ha. Just get it out. <laughs> yeah, but ha, ha, ha. I don't remember where I hid it, though. <laughs> Now listen, Kingfish, I is inclined to believe you, but on the basis of your past record, I don't think the brothers will. Now what in the world are you going to do? They're going to fracture you, Kingfish. Well, I was thinking of uh, using the money from the insurance fund for the picnic fund, but I done already used the money from the insurance fund to replace the money in the welfare fund and <laughs> that I used to make up the deficit in the health fund. You <laughs> well, why don't you fall back on the sinking fund? I've been drawing on that, and uh, when it comes to falling back on 36 cents, that don't give you much of a cushion, you know. Yeah, you know the thing this lodge needs is less funds and more money. <laughs> Kingfish, you ought to be able to remember where you put that $380. After all, it was only six months ago. Now, look, I was a married man, and after you've been hit on the head as many times as I have, you had trouble remembering what you had for breakfast, boy. <laughs> Well, listen, Kingfish, I'm going to tell you something. You was in big trouble, because them brothers ain't going to stand still for this losing the money story. And uh, you don't think they're going to resort to violence, though, do you? Well, I don't know. They kind of got it in for you. Special after that little incident over the burial fund last year. After all, lowering Brother Simpson into the ground in that moth-proof bag didn't set too well with some of them. <laughs> Holy mackerel, and uh, what do you think they'll do? Well, I'll tell you, to put it blunt, Kingfish, unless you come up with that money by Saturday, you're going to be just as moth-proof as Brother Simpson. <laughs> oh, me, it's 2.30 in the morning. Oh, I'll come out on the couch here to get some sleep. I can't do it. Them brothers will kill me. Oh, where did I hide that money? Where did I hide it? George. <laughs> Who that? <laughs> Me, George. Your conscience. Oh, for a minute there, I think it was Brother Simpson coming back to complain about the more food bag. <laughs> What'd you want, conscience? George, I know where you hid that money. Oh, well, fine. Tell me where it is. Nothing like having a conscience that's got a nose for money. No, George, I'm not telling you. What do you mean you're telling me? What, is you a wise guy? I'll report you to the conscious union, you know, I... <laughs> George, as your conscience, I know of all the bad experiences you've had in handling other people's money in the past. If I were to tell you where this money is, the same thing will happen all over again. Oh, no, now look, conscience, just look. If you just tell me where that money is, I promise you that I'll do the right thing this time. I won't try to jip or chisel with it or nothing. I'll give you my word as a gentleman. What? Well, I'll give you my word. Uh... George, you know that loose board under your desk? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's where I put the $380 in that coffee can under the loose board. Oh, thank you, conscience. You sweet darling boy, I'll never forget you for this. All right, George, and do the right thing. Remember, you promised. Well, 
Let me get a pencil here and figure out how I can put on a $380 picnic for around 50 bucks. <laughs> Kingfish, you was in the driver's seat now, boy. <laughs> Good evening. This is your Rexall family druggist with a welcome from the 10,000 independent druggists who have made the word Rexall part of our own store names. We've done that because we recommend and sell 2,000 or more drug products made by the Rexall Drug Company, like Rexall Plenamins, for example. Plenamins are the easy-to-take capsules that give you 10 different vitamins, including vitamin B12, plus the nutritional extras of liver concentrate and iron. Get more complete vitamin protection with Plenamins. P-L-E-N-A-M-I-N-S. Plenamins. You'll find them at Rexall drugstores everywhere. Well, come on into the office, Ann, and lock the door there. Yeah, okay, Kingsley. Say, uh, you say you think there's a way we can swing this picnic and end up with an abnormal profit for ourselves, huh? <laughs> Uh, yeah, Henry, uh, you get a piece of paper out there now, and we'll write down the fixed expenses, and we'll start shaving them from there. Yeah, okay, I got it. That's all set. Yeah, we got a net sub motor this now. Yeah. Now the committee is set on going to Oceanside Park uh, again this year. Uh -huh. Now there's a rental fee for the use of the park and the facilities of $150. Yeah, use of park, $150. Now there's something that we can't dibble-dabble with, you see. Yeah. Now, come the food and the refreshments. Yeah, where we chisel here. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like dibbling stuff, all right. Yeah. And last year, we spent uh, 75 bucks for hot dogs. Mm -hmm. But I figured this year that we can cut that down to the bone. Now, you see, Andy, I'll put you behind the hot dog counter. Yeah. Now, when you serve a brother a hot dog, as you reaches for the mustard stick with your right hand, you palms the hot dog out of the roll with your left hand. <laughs> Yeah, but your brother's gonna know if he's eating a hot dog or not, ain't he? No, no, Andy. Now, that's where the mustard comes in. You see, we loads it with horseradish, and between the mustard and the horseradish, his gums is gonna be so numb, he ain't gonna know what done happened. Oh, yeah. In other words, uh, we're gonna be able to serve 200 people with one hot dog. Yeah, well, we better take two in case the first one gets tattered or something like that. <laughs> next thing it comes to is the sauerkraut. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. I ain't gonna palm none of that. I'll tell you that much. No, no, you don't have palm no sauerkraut. We're gonna follow the same principle we've done with the mustard. We're gonna load the stuff in our favor, you see. Mm. In other words, we're gonna have more sour than we does kraut. That's what that was. <laughs> yeah, well, that takes care of that, all right. Now, what about the lemonade? Now, listen, Andy, by the time they get through fighting the mustard and the sauerkraut, they ain't gonna be in no shape to drink no lemonade. <laughs> Yeah, you know the way this thing is going here, we could turn a nice, tidy profit on the side there with a bicarbonate concession. <laughs> now, about the only sizable food item we got left here is the cost of the rolls. And I got that covered, too. Uh, I know where we'll buy some weak old rolls at two cents a dozen, and we'll soak them in water the night before, you see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we could throw in a quarter of a pound of hamburger in the water and give them that meaty flavor. <laughs> Oh, I've been thinking here from a total food last year of $102, dollars 
we had managed to cut it down to $18.60. Yeah. And most of that is for horseradish, you see that? <laughs> yeah, but we still got this item here of $150 rental for the use of Oceanside Park. Yeah, we ain't gonna make no real profit unless we can siphon some of that off, is we? No. And that's the rock bottom rate, because we've been going out there for the past three years. Yeah, if there was just some way that we could, uh... Well, Shorty the Barber, what you doing over here? Yes, I, I, I come over to, I wanted to tell you that, I just wanted you to know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here to let you know that I, 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 and I can't stay long, neither. <laughs> Listen here now, you was interrupting us here. We figuring out the festivities for the picnic Saturday. Oh, the picnic, huh? See, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It'll be going to Oceanside Park again this year. Uh, yeah, well, we're thinking about it, but uh, there's that rental of $150 we got to pay. They got their nerve charging that much, you know? Think of the, uh, of the free picnic rounds around that you can have picnics on. Yeah, well, I don't think, though, uh, I, I don't think, uh, uh... Free picnic ground. <laughs> and is you thinking what I think of you? Yeah, Kingfish, and I think this is better than the sauerkraut, too. What's, what's up, fellas? Shorty, you don't give us an idea, but you don't know that you don't give us an idea. I'm always doing things like that. Well, I gotta get running along. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, is you going to the picnic this year, Shorty? Well, I don't know. You see, I had quite an experience on, on, the, on the picnic last year. I took my fiancé and my best friend and... After we, after we were there for a while, my friend said to me, Shorty, why don't you get us all some hot dogs? And so I left and went for the hot dogs, and you know something? When I come back with the three hot dogs in my hand, there was my best friend kissing and smooching with my fiancé. Holy mackerel, what a situation. Yeah, boy, was I mad. I decided right then and there to teach them a lesson once and for all. Yeah, what did you do, Shorty? What did you do? What did I do? I took my fist and I buttered. I hold off and I slap, uh, I grab that fella by the collar and I slap, uh, I, I punch, I hit, I, 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 Hello, hello Andy, hello is your dad, this is the Kingfish. Yeah, Kingfish, uh, what's up? Oh, listen, Andy, uh, I done found a great free picnic ground that we can use. It's got a brook, a lake, and everything. It's called Sleepy Valley, and it's up to Hudson uh, around West Point. Uh, Sleepy Valley? Yeah, Sleepy Valley. Yeah, a fella at the pool hall told me about it. Andy, this will make a total of $250. We'll make profit. Yeah. You know we ought to hold this annual picnic six or seven times a year. <laughs> uh, oh, boy, this is great. And nobody knows what's going on. I do, George. Now, wait a minute, Conscience. Don't start buttoning now. You ain't getting no cut out of this. This is my deal. Go get your own racket if you want something. <laughs> George, you promised you'd do right with this money. You promised, you promised. You can't go back on your word. I tell you, you can't. You can't. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Out of all the consciences in the world, I got to get one that thinks he's Spencer Tracy. George, if you don't hold that picnic at Oceanside Park, you're going to regret it. Now, listen, the picnic goes on at Sleepy Valley. And if you start bothering me on that picnic, I'm going to eat some of that sauerkraut and make you sick as a dog. <laughs> huh. How you like that conscience bothering me? The picnic goes on to Sleepy Valley and my troubles is over. Uh -huh.
You sent for me, Colonel Morgan? Uh, yes, Captain. With the defense program stepping up activities here at West Point, we decided to open up that new small arms and mortar range. Very well, sir. Yes, uh, starting Saturday morning, all small arms and mortar practice will be confined to our new range, Sleepy Valley. Yes, sir. I plan on having my platoon fire for record at 11.30 Saturday morning. <laughs> And now here's your Rexall family druggist. Whenever you need to buy aspirin, remember there's no faster acting aspirin made than Rexall aspirin. Oh, but exactly what do you mean by fast acting? I mean how quickly the aspirin in the tablet is liberated, so to speak, so it's free to do its job. You see, it's bound with an ingredient that will quickly disintegrate and break up the tablet. Oh, and then the aspirin can go to work. Exactly. That's why Rexall scientists developed a binding ingredient so low in moisture content it begins to break up the very second it touches water. This means that when swallowed with water, the five full grains of pure aspirin in every Rexall tablet are ready to go to work for you even before they reach your stomach. Well, no wonder you say there's no faster-acting aspirin made. And no wonder 10,000 family druggists tell you you can depend on any drug product that bears the name Rexall. <laughs> Great picnic, ain't it, Brother Ender? Oh, picnic. yeah, yeah. Going fine, Kingfish. This Sleepy Valley is the best place we don't ever have. Yeah. Funny, though, when we come in here, we had to crawl under that barbed wire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With all them keepers, huh? It, it make it more private, you see. Uh, yeah. Uh, how you coming with the hot dog concession here, Ender? Well, I've served 18 people already, and I ain't used the second hot dog yet. <laughs> yeah, well, say, uh, just looking at that dog there on the grill, uh, Looked like it tore in one or two spots there. Yeah, well, that happened with Mrs. Van Porter. She got them protruding teeth, and I didn't palm the dog fast enough. <laughs> by the time I got it back on the grill, I had to pry her pivot tooth out of it. Well, listen, then, uh, I broke down the last minute and uh, brought uh, three dozen uh, hot dogs more. Oh. Uh, we got about 200 people here. You better start slipping a hot dog in every third one. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, then, uh, it's around 11 o'clock. Uh, uh, going to wander around and see how everybody doing. I'll see you later then, boy. Well, well, well. Uh, the baseball game going nice and everybody happy. Yeah, Kingfish, Kingfish, uh, I want to have some words with you. Oh, Calhoun, uh, what's the trouble, boy? Well, I want to raise the complaints about the conduct of this here picnic. No. On behalf of a committee of the brothers, I want to... By the way, Kingfish, is you got any iodine? Iodine? Uh, what you want with iodine? Well, when we crawled through the barbed wire coming in here, where I was high, the wire was low. <laughs> uh, now, wait a minute, Calhoun. Uh, what complaints have you got on behalf of the brothers you thought? Now, I got them all written up there in legal fashion. One, hot dogs. It is alleged that instead of hot dogs, mustard and horseradish is being served. And it is my contention that said mustard is a violation of the Pure Food and Drug Act. And the aforementioned hot radish, or horseradish is against the best interest of the brother's gallbladder. 
<laughs> said, well, that's all been took care of, Calhoun. We're putting hot dogs in the hot dogs now. Two, lemonade. This alleged beverage is being, after being analyzed, was not only found to be lemonless, but it contains several foreign objects to wit. Four bobby pins, a tea strainer, a golf ball, and an unidentified toupee. I tell you, King Creek, some of the brothers had an awful time drinking that stuff. <laughs> well, there's little things like that that make a picnic a picnic, Calhoun. Yeah, item number three. It is further alleged by several of the brothers. Hey, Kingfish, Kingfish, come here. Okay, Andy. I want to show you something place. over here. Come here. And furthermore, it is being held and the whole affair is mishandled and misrepresented in a shameful fashion. And Kingfish, it is further maintained that you, that you, uh, oh, that's funny. And I've been talking to this tree all this time. <laughs> And uh, what are you dragging me away from the picnic way over here for? Kingfish, I done stumbled across something on the other side of this hill here that made my blood turn cold. I want you to get a look at it and see if it puts any frost on your eye race. <laughs> well, here we are, Kingfish. Look at that sign. Hmm. R-A-N-G-E. Range number four. And uh, what'd you bring me over here for this for? This sign just means that this is a cattle range here. Yeah, but look at the word in front of range. I is heard of Aberdeen Angus and the Guernsey and the Hereford, but I ain't never heard of no cow's name Howitzer before. <laughs> Howitzer. Yeah, well, that's probably one of them little known breeds of cows like Rhode Island Reds, you know what I mean? Listen, Kingfish, I don't like the looks of this thing. Read that whole sign there. 75 mm howitzer range. Well, that means that there's 75 howitzer cows on the range. That's all it is to them. Yeah, but what did the mm mean? Well, that's probably a cattle term, and it means some is moors and some is milkers. That's <laughs> I don't know why you dragged me away from the picnic for a crazy thing like this. Well, listen, Kingfish, uh, forgetting the milkers and the moors and the Horowitz cows, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Explain something else to me here. Explain to me what them four great big signs on top of the hill there is. No, uh, where? Oh. oh, you mean those with the white background and the uh, big red circles inside each other? Yeah. Yeah, there's billboards. <laughs> yeah, probably an ad for lifesavers, Andy. You know the cherry kind. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. The sun is out bright as everything, and I could have swore I heard thunder. <laughs> that thunder show got a mean whip to it. <laughs> and I was just looking at the billboards, uh, One of them is gone. Kingfish, I got a sneaking suspicion them cattle is carrying guns. <laughs> yeah, now, now the thing to do is let's be calm, Andy. That's Josh, the... Josh, something terrible is happening back in the picnic grounds. Somebody is shooting at us. Josh, what kind of place is this you brung us to? Well, now listen, Sapphire, this ain't no time to ask questions. Round up everybody and let's go back to the buses. Oh, Josh, this is terrible. Let's get out of here. <laughs> 
wait for me. Now, wait. If this is hunting season, I don't want to end up on nobody's living room wall. Fellas, quiet down, please, won't you? Everybody is all right. Now listen, the kingfish has done went to speak to the man from the army. Well, we wants to get hold of him. He done jipped us. Yeah, we'll fix that chisel up. Well, now look, uh, let's all get back to the buses and we can settle this thing when we get back to New York. I know you're mad at the kingfish, but... Say, wait a minute, here he comes now. Here's the kingfish. <laughs> oh, wait a minute now, boys. Now, now calm down, boys. Calm down, everybody. This is one of them unfortunate mistakes. But I was happy to tell you, loving brothers, that I was going to refund everybody their money they paid in. Even though I was losing money, everybody gets every nickel back. Well, that's different. All right, now everybody back to the buses. Everybody going to get every nickel back now, boy. Oh, me. What a day this has been. Oh, George. Oh, conscience. Well, George, you got in a lot of trouble, but I must say you redeemed yourself wonderful, giving everybody back their money. Well, conscience, I, I realized my mistake, and it was the only thing I could do. I lost money on the deal, but it was the only thing I could do for my dear friends. Yes, George. Don't you feel much happier this way? Yes, conscience, I ain't never been happier in my whole life. <laughs> Why, Captain Morgan, this is terrible. You mean to say there were people on our target range and we were firing into them? Yes, Colonel, it was a terrible shock to me when this fellow Stevens ran up to me and told me. We ceased firing immediately. Well, thank heavens no one was hurt. Was there any loss of life? Well, no human life. But this fellow Stevens is an old farmer. He told me our mortar shells killed 12 of his prized cattle. And the army has settled this case on the spot for $700 cash. <laughs> Again, here's your Rexall family drug. If you're looking for a way to save money on drugstore needs, buy MI-31, Rexall's triple action mouthwash, gargle, and breath deodorant. MI-31 is tangy, amber-colored, refreshing. And when used full strength, kills contacted germs in seconds. What's more, Rexall gives you a full pint of this all-purpose antiseptic at the same price as other leading brands of smaller quantity. Ask for MI-31 at Rexall Drugstores everywhere. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, to visit your friendly Rexall Drugstore. Good night. See you next Sunday. Attention, men. All this month, Rexall Druggists everywhere are offering the regular 50-cent jumbo-sized tube of Stag Brushless Shave Cream for only 25 cents. Yes, exactly half price. Don't miss this money-saving chance to get acquainted with Stag Brushless Shave Cream. Remember, all this month, at Rexall Drugstores everywhere, the regular 50-cent jumbo-sized tube of Stag Brushless Shave Cream for only 25 cents. Exactly half price. The Amos and Andy Show is written by Joe Connolly, Bob Bozier, and Bob Ross. This is Ken Nile speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.
We present Lucille Ball as My Favorite Husband, a new series based on the delightful stories of Isabel Scott Rorick's gay and sophisticated Mr. and Mrs. Cougat, two people who live together and like it, starring Miss Ball with Richard Denning. Well, let's look in on the Cougats and see what they're doing. It is morning and Katie, the maid, is in the kitchen. Oh, no, wait a minute. That's not Katie. It's Liz. And she's just served George his eggs without bothering to tell him that she cooked them herself. And now George is taking his first mouthful. I'll bet he can't tell the difference between Katie's cooking and mine. <coughs> I wonder how he knew. What's happened to Katie's cooking? These eggs are awful. What seems to be the matter with them, dear? Oh, well, look at them. Is it such a trick to cook two four-minute eggs? Uh-oh. What's the matter? They're four two-minute eggs. What? Or was it eight one-minute eggs? Oh, well, it's all your fault. Mine? Yes, why don't you eat scrambled eggs like everyone else? <laughs> oh, Liz, I, I can't believe Katie has slipped so badly. Is, is she ill? Well, try the coffee, George. Some nice hot coffee make it feel better. <sighs> All right. What do you think of the coffee, George? It reminds me of my childhood. Oh, you, you mean like your mother used to make? No, I mean the time I fell off a boat in the Mississippi River. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on around here? Katie cooks a rotten breakfast and you're crying and... I cooked your breakfast myself. <laughs> you You cooked... Oh, why didn't you tell me? What difference would it make? Well, a lot. For you, this food is delicious. Ah! <laughs> oh, honey, now, now, now stop it. I'm sorry if I hurt your feet. There, that's it. Here, here, take my hand. Come on. Thank you. I guess I did make a mess of everything, but I tried. Sure, you did good. Come, come here, honey. Let me kiss you. Oh, all right. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's the best breakfast in the world It is Oh, yes, that's much better than Katie could do What? Ah. <laughs> I mean, than, than Katie could cook Oh, you know what I mean Hold uh, me tight, George Okay Tighter 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 Oh, but Liz Go on, pretend I'm a watch and break my crystal <laughs> Well, I, I guess I'd better get to work. Oh, George, you can't go without eating. Here, give me those eggs. I'll boil them some more for you. Oh, no. I'll, I'll eat downtown here. Say, today isn't Thursday. Where is Katie, anyhow? Oh, she's up in her room. There's something wrong, George. I guess she's sick. Liz. What? Uh, you didn't cook breakfast for her, did you? Oh, get out of here. <laughs> You should not have do the dishes. Oh, Katie, why didn't you stay up in your room? I'm practically finished. Just one more dish and I'm through. I'm through. <laughs> Are you feeling any better, Katie? Oh, I'm not really sick, Mrs. Kuat. I'm just worried. Worried? Are you in any kind of trouble, Katie? Yes. You see, I have a boyfriend, Roscoe Miller. I haven't seen him in 15 years. 15 years? 
Now, don't you let him rush you into anything. <laughs> oh, no, I won't. You see, we've been corresponding. Roscoe's very wealthy, and somewhere he got the idea that I was wealthy, too. Uh, someone wrote and told him I travel in fancy society. Well, now, who told him a thing like that? I did. Oh. <laughs> well, I had matrimonial designs on him, and I wanted to, to sound glamorous. And, and now he's coming to town, and he'll stop in and see me. Oh, what'll I do, Mrs. Cougar? Well, can't you write to him and tell him not to come? No, I sent him a letter, but he'd already left. It was returned to me here. Let me see. Dearest Roscoe, I was utterly charmed to receive your gracious note and hasten to reply as soon as I got done reading it. <laughs> uh, those fancy words don't sound like the real me. Well, the real you keeps popping through every so often. <laughs> In your last letter, you said my dinner party sounded like I was eating with the upper set. I don't know how you could tell from way out there in Kansas, but as long as you're interested, I now have a new lower set and can eat better than ever. <laughs> oh, Katie, it's a lucky thing this letter came back. Oh, Mrs. Cougar, what'll I do? I just can't let him know I've been fibbing to him. I'll go out of town. Oh, now, Katie. Oh, I can't see him. I know. I'll kill myself. Oh, now, be sensible. There must be something we can do. <gasps> of course. It's very simple. I saw them do it in a movie once. The lady of the house played the maid, and the maid was the lady of the house. <laughs> It'll be kind of fun, Katie. I'll be your maid, and you can be everything you said you were. Well, do you really think we could get away with it? Certainly. Meet Liz, your new maid. If you want anything, just call, ma'am. <laughs> I think this dress of yours fits me, Mrs. Cougat. <clears throat> there. How does it look? No, not that one, Katie. It's too tight. Oh, but it's such a pretty shade of yellow. I know, but it's too tight. You look like a ripe banana. <laughs> oh, really? It's not bad. Let me walk around in it. I'll show you. All right. What was that? Banana split. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's all right, Katie. It was an old dress. What about this one? Oh, it's beautiful, but I might split it, too. Well, I guess we might as well give up. I'm just too fat for your clothes. Oh, fiddle-faddle. Well, that's just it. My fiddle's okay, but I'm too big in the faddle. <laughs> well, try it on. Yes, ma'am. And you've got to remember I'm not ma'am. I'm Liz, the maid. All right, Liz. Good. Now, you remember that, won't you? Yes, ma'am. Oh, Katie. How does that dress feel? Oh, fine, except for one thing. I can't sit down. Oh, you're exaggerating. Oh, Mrs. Cougat is here. Give me your apron. There, Dad, do I look like a maid? Oh, you look okay. And now, remember, let Ross go in, take his hat, and show him into the living room. All right, all right. Now, you go on in. I'll get the door. Oh, I'm so excited. Good afternoon. Is the lady of the house in? Yes. Madam is expecting you. May I take your hat? Oh, sure. Here. This way, please. There she is. Well, aren't you going to say anything to each other? I never saw him before in my life. You didn't? What's going on here? Don't ask me. I just came here to collect for the newspaper. Oh. <laughs> hey, Katie. Yes, ma'am. Hey, the maid's giving the orders. 
What'd you do, lady? Lose an election bet? <laughs> Here's your money. Goodbye. Oh, too bad that was a false alarm. I had myself all primed. Oh, gee, I wish I could sit down. I'm weak. Well, stiffen up and I'll lean you against something. <laughs> Say, what did this Roscoe look like? Well, when I first met him, he was tall, dark, and handsome and had flowing hair. He uh, sent me a picture recently. Is he still tall, dark, and handsome? Uh, no. Somehow he managed to get short and dumpy. <laughs> you know, that happens to a lot of men. And their hair stops flowing and just sort of trickles. <laughs> oh, that must be him. He'll go back in the living room. I'll get it. He opened the door, take his hat, show him in. Good afternoon. I'm Roscoe Miller. Oh, no. <laughs> Won't you come in? May I take your hat? No, thank you. Madam is waiting in the living room. May I take your hat? No, thank you. I'll tell her you're here. May I take your hat? Young lady, this may come as quite a shock to you, but I'm not wearing a hat. <laughs> well, go right into the living room. What are you staring at? I haven't seen anybody curtsy in years. Oh, Roscoe! Katie! Oh, come in and sit down, Roscoe. Oh, thank you, Katie, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, ain't you gonna sit down too, Katie? Oh, no, no, I'll stand. Oh, come on, Katie. Sit down by me here on the couch. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I always stand. Uh, but why? Uh, well, I, um, uh, well, I... She uh, wants to be ready in, in case somebody plays the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's it. I'm very patriotic. Oh, you're talking bosh. Come on, sit down here. Roscoe, Roscoe, let go of my arm. <laughs> well, there goes her patriotism. <laughs> Excuse me, please. I'll go get the key. Well, Roscoe... Tell me all about yourself. No, 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 Katie. You tell me all about yourself. <laughs> no, Roscoe. I want to hear about you. You never married, did you? I can't understand why some girl didn't snap you up. Well, Katie, you want to know something? Neither can I. <laughs> You're not married, are you, Katie? No, Roscoe, just like I wrote you in my letters, I don't even have any boyfriends. Then whose cigar is that in the ashtray? Cigar? Oh, oh dear, it's... it's mine. <laughs> you? Yes, there's nothing I like better than a good cigar. Well, here, have one of mine. Oh, no. Uh, no, I insist. Corona, Corona. Here, I'll light it for you. Oh, no, I, I don't feel like smoking right now. I, I'll just hold it. It uh, looks like a real expensive cigar. Yeah. Hey, I thought you didn't have any boyfriends, Katie. Well, here's a picture of a handsome young devil, and it's inscribed, yeah, to my darling wife on our first anniversary. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, I, I guess I did marry him, but I divorced him right after. Mm. Here's another in a hockey uniform. It says, to my wonderful wife on her fifth anniversary. It does? 
Well, I, I married him later. Uh, we were divorced right after that. Looks like the same fella. Well, it, I, well I mean, uh, they were twins. <laughs> Pardon me, madam, but how do you get the cream and sugar into those little tea bags? <laughs> Never mind the tea, just stay here and have a cigar. What? <laughs> well, you see, Roscoe's been asking me about my husband. He saw the pictures. Uh-oh. Uh, she doesn't seem to make sense. Oh, I'm so sorry you brought it up, Mr. Miller. I should have warned you. We don't speak of him around here. It upsets her. Oh, Katie, I'm sorry. What happened? You tell him, Liz. Yes, tell me. I, I sense something strange. I'm anxious to know what the story is going to be. So am I. <laughs> huh? uh, I mean, well, it seems he left here one night seven years ago, and, and, and we haven't heard from him since. No. Yes. A and he took the children with him. No. Yes. And he took her automobile with him. The cab? No, the Buick. <laughs> and then we heard the bad news. Uh, Katie, you don't have to torture yourself by listening to this, you know. Oh, it's all right, Roscoe. I want to see how it comes out. <laughs> Go ahead, please. Uh, well, the police came, and uh, we learned the money was missing. He knew the, the grand jury was going to indict him, and the strain was too much. You mean? Yes, amnesia. <laughs> He's wandering the world somewhere, not even knowing who he is. <laughs> no, 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 no. Katie, Katie, don't you cry. Oh, I can't help it. That's the saddest story I ever heard. <laughs> now, maybe you'll find him someplace. What was his name? Asker. Uh, uh, Adolf. Adolf Jensen. Katie, I'm going to help you find this man. I'll hire a detective agency. Now, you tell me, where did you meet this uh, Adolf Jensen? At the country At club. The bank. <laughs> I beg your pardon? At the bank. At the country club. <laughs> Katie, certainly you know where you met your husband. Uh, well, it was such a long time ago. How long? Eight years. Ten years. Ten years. Eight years. <laughs> I'll get it. Excuse me. Uh, now, you try to get hold of yourself, Katie. Corey Cartwright, am I glad to see you... Step out here on the porch. Liz, dear, what's the matter? You've got to help me. I'm in a jam. Now, look, Katie's old boyfriend is in there, and she wrote and told him she was wealthy, and now he thinks her husband is a bank embezzler, and I think he's getting wise. You lost me around that last curve. <laughs> Corey, try to understand. Roscoe Miller is Katie's old boyfriend who thinks she's married to Adolph Jensen. Adolph has amnesia because he embezzled a bank, and we've got to get rid of Roscoe before George comes home and he finds out the truth. Now, is that clear? Sure, you just condensed the plot of the last three years of Ma Perkins. <laughs> Look, I can't explain now. Just do me a favor and get rid of that man in our living room. Take him anywhere. Well, I'll take him downtown and drop him somewhere. I was going to the railroad station anyway. Oh, are you meeting someone? No, but a lot of pretty girls travel on trains, and they're always kissing their friends hello and goodbye. I get down there just before train time. In the excitement, they don't know who they're kissing. <laughs> Now you forget about that and get rid of Roscoe for us. 
too, God. I worked on it for an hour, but it's ripped too bad to fix. You can take it out of my salary. Oh, nonsense, Katie. Hello? Hi, dear. How are things going? Oh, hello, George. Everything's fine. Uh, you're not cooking dinner, are you? <laughs> no, Katie's much better. You don't have to worry. Oh, good. Say, uh, is it all right if I bring a friend home? Oh, certainly. Who is it? Anyone I know? No, he's a stranger in town. Uh, happened in and bought some bonds from me. Uh, his name's uh, Miller, Roscoe Miller. <gasps> Liz? Liz? Oh, I guess we were disconnected. <laughs> oh, George, no! George, hello? Oh, he hung up. Well, what's the matter, Mrs. Cougar? Just call me Liz. What? We've been held over, Katie. We've got to give a repeat show for the West Coast. <laughs> but I don't understand. I don't know how, but somewhere George has found Roscoe, and he's bringing him home for dinner. Oh, no, I can't go through it again, Mrs. Cougar. Call him back. Kill him on sick, anything. I'll call him right away. Can you imagine, Bessie? That's exactly what he said to me. Those were his identical words. Oh, darn. Somebody's on this party line. If I hadn't been you, Rosie, I'd have slugged him once. <laughs> I would have, Bessie, but how would it look? He's two feet shorter than me. Gee, you should ought to tell him about those elevated shoes. <laughs> I did. And guess what? I give up hate. <laughs> he was already wearing them. Without him, he's three feet shorter than me. I wish they'd get off the line. Say, <clears throat> real thing. I think we got company on the line. Hey, big ears, if you want to hear something, why don't you turn on the radio? <laughs> I think they heard me. Oh, why don't they hang up? I know just what to tell George. I'll say I have locked jaw. Locked jaw? Yes, and I can't eat dinner. How does this sound? Mm, don't come home tonight, George. I have locked jaw. Locked jaw. Oh, it sounds sick, all right. Oh, I hope they're through talking. What do you do then, Ruthie? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> he stopped the car and told me we were out of gas. Can you imagine? No kidding. And you believe them? Sure. Who do you think emptied the tank? <laughs> Pardon me, but I'd like to use this phone. Uh-oh. Miss Budinsky's back again. <laughs> Make like you don't hear her. We got right. Now, what were you saying, dearie? Oh, they're going to be on there all day. Well, isn't there anything you can do? I've got an idea. Be very quiet now. And there we were, just the two of us under the stars. He gazed into my eyes, and I gazed into his. And... How could you gaze into each other's eyes if you were so much taller than him? I was sitting down, and he was standing up. <laughs> You're so smart. Pardon the interruption, please. This is the supervisor. We are putting this line out of service temporarily. Hang up, please. Don't look now, but nosy Josie's back again. <laughs> Now, look, I have to use this line. This is an emergency. Oh, yeah? What kind of an emergency? Uh, my house is on fire. Then there's only one decent thing for us to do, Ruthie. Yeah. We'll 
go over and help her toast marshmallows. Very funny. Real thing. Yeah, kid. Hang on a minute. I want to see how my roast is doing. Don't hang up. I won't. Oh, Katie, I've got some now. Oh, Ruthie. Yeah, kid. Uh, sorry, I gotta go now. My roast is burning up hay. <laughs> Goodbye. One down now. We'll wait for Bessie. Oh, real thing. Yeah, kid. The roast is okay. Oh, that's good. But I gotta go now, Bessie. My bath is running over. And you know how that guy downstairs complains. Oh, okay. Goodbye, Mr. Cougat, please. Oh, I'm sorry. Mr. Cougat is gone for the day. Are you sure? Why, yes. He left with another gentleman. Said he was going to show him the town. Oh, darn. Two ladies gone. Oh, what do we do now? Get out the marshmallows, Katie. I think I'll set house on fire. Hey, Liz, where are you? In here, Corey. Oh, I just stopped by to tell you I got rid of Roscoe Miller for you. I dropped him on a corner downtown. Oh, why didn't you drop him into an open manhole? Uh-oh. What happened? Well, apparently, Roscoe wandered into the bank and met George, and Mother's little helper is bringing him home to dinner. Oh, no. Oh, yes, and you've got to go find them and head them off, or, or we'll have to keep up this crazy Adolph Jensen business all night. But where can I find them? I don't know, but find them. Go to all the points of interest, places you'd show an out-of-town guest. Say, that's a good idea. I haven't seen half those places myself. <laughs> Well, Mr. Miller, here we are. Wait a minute. You live here? Well, yes. I thought you looked familiar. Oh, I've got wonderful news for you, son. What? <laughs> Welcome home, Adolph. <laughs> Adolph? Yes, Adolph, or George, as you call yourself. Now, I got something to tell you, son. Before you go into that house, you should know something. You have a wife. Well, I, I should hope so. I had one this morning when I left the house. Now, George, it only seems like this morning. Actually, it was seven years ago. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, well, this must be confusing to you, my boy. Now, don't worry. Just walk into that house. Your loved ones are waiting for you, Adolph Jensen. This is going to be the happiest day in your life. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Look, I'll open the door and show, door and show you. I'm not Adolph Jensen. I'm George Cougar. Hello, honey. Adolph, welcome home. <laughs> what is this? Come on, baby, give me a kiss. No, Adolph, that's not your wife. The other one is. Although I can't say I blame you. Adolf, darling. Hey, what's the matter with all of you? Why do you keep calling me Adolf? Because that's your name. You've been sick. You've had amnesia for seven years, and now you're well again. And Katie's your wife. Now I'm sick again. <laughs> what is this? Now, Adolf, we're trying to help you. Help you remember the past. First of all, 
What about the children? The children? Yes, Adolf, you remember the children? I haven't got any children. Oh, yes, you have. How many was it? Seven. Six. 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 I'll take it, Katie. Six. Well, if I have so many children, where are they now? Don't you have them? No, I don't. What have you done with them? Things, Adolf, things. Look, my name isn't Adolf. I'm George Cougar. Is that clear? Well, you does seem rather positive, Katie. Are, are you sure this is Adolf? Does he have any identifying marks, tattoos, moles, warts, strawberry marks? And... No, I don't think he has. Oh, yes, he does. He's got a darling mole on his left knee. He has? Oh, I mean, yes, he has. If Miss says so, that's right. <laughs> Listen, I'm sick and tired of all this. I don't know what kind of a game you're playing, but I'm not Adolf Jens. I'm George Cougat. I have no children. I'm married to Liz, and Katie's the maid. He's in worse shape than I thought. I'll get it. Buck up, old man. Are you fighting? Oh, Corey. Hi, Liz. Step out here. I want to explain things to you. Now, don't give us away. You see, somebody has come oh, back. Oh, Corey. Am I glad to see you. Come in here. You're just in time to save my life. Now, listen, Miller. This is my best friend. He's known me for years. He'll tell you who I am. Why, Adolf, don't you recognize him? Look who's here. Your oldest son. Corey, say something. <laughs> Daddy. Well, it all worked out, didn't it, George? Roscoe never knew the difference. Katie's pride was saved. Nobody was hurt, were they? I guess not, Liz. I'll have to admit, the old codger gave me a big order for some bonds. Oh, he did? Yeah. Well, then maybe I can have that new fur coat. Can I, George? George, can I? Why don't you answer me? Who are you, lady? I'm Adolph Jensen. <laughs> All right, I don't want the fur coat. Hi, Liz. Oh, you. <laughs> no, I was just fooling. Come on, give me a kiss. Well, give me a kiss. What's the matter, Liz? I'm not Liz. I'm Mrs. Jensen. You are? Yes. <laughs> Turn off the lights, Adolf. <laughs> George. Hey, George, are you asleep yet? Oh, not quite. Why? I've got the <gasps> hiccups. Oh, fine. Never mind, I think they've stopped now. No, that's good. Good night, dear. Good night. <laughs> uh, try holding your breath while you count to ten. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. <gasps> No. Uh, count faster than it. One, two, three, four. Oh. Uh, one of the girls at the office has a system. She concentrates uh, to get rid of the hiccup. She names over all her old boyfriends. Well, I'll try. But I don't think I had enough boyfriends to do any good. Let's see. Harold, Joe, Tommy, Chuck, Milt, Fred, Eddie, Peter, Jimmy... Ronald, Liz, Paul, Oscar, Desi, 
Walter, Bob, Al, Bill, Harry, Liz, John, Greg, Jesse, Cliff, Roy, Cal, Dick, Mickey, Jesse, Don, Kate, Charlie. Oh, George, it worked. They're gone. Well, thank goodness. Well, what are you mad about? It was your idea. Well, I certainly didn't know you had so many boyfriends. Now, go to sleep. All right. Good night, George. My favorite husband has been presented through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. This is tape number eight for the two-week period that began on the 30th day of January. Hello, everybody. Bill Bragg, the man with a million friends, saying welcome to all of our new listeners who found out about us through the great article in the Dallas Morning News. Sit back, close your eyes, relax, and remember now, folks, because, well, there's more good stuff coming your way right here, right now, on Yesterday USA. Yesterday <laughs> USA. 